We won a game. And it's thanks to Plum and Grooch who handcuffed Ross Ells to a piss trough so he could sit in his own mess and learn from it. We might have won, but we're certainly not happy about it. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined as always by the accomplished Johnny Spirit's most vile crimes, Kevin Greck, and foul-mouthed tin can graffitier, Alex Plum. <laughs> Someone, uh, someone's returned to the scene of the crime at Tin Can and made certain updates to the wall. Someone oh. needed to. Someone needed to. Uh, you both were in East Lansing. Uh, did you have a jolly old time? Great time. We had a lovely great, time. Great time. Great time. Uh, every time I'm there, uh, I and go to the peanut barrel. I always say I'm not going to get the olive burger. I'm not going to do it. This this is the week I get the quarter pound hot dog with coleslaw on top, and then I get the olive burger. Yep. And, uh, and Alex. Yeah, and was it good? Oh, of course, it's great. It's always great. Did I even need to say that part? Josie, I learned while Alex was enjoying his olive burger at at the Peter Brawl that he's never been to Dagwoods. Yes. So next time the three of us are in East Lansing, we are going to get him a different kind of olive burger from the other side of the tracks. And this olive burger, folks, is innuendo. All right. <laughs> so do with that what you will. Uh, Plum, I got to say, uh, as a recent uh, attendee of Dagwoods, I'm a full Dagwoods convert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. There's not a better deal in town. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the all day special. <laughs> Is the spot. Well, Coughing in the mic already. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be a good break, oh, folks. I thought, I thought I muted on that. I'm sorry. Uh, well, thank I'm you. talking about course. myself. Oh. Thank you, of course, for everyone uh, for listening. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartans for Pod. Uh, and, hey... Thanks for, I, I think it's worth saying thank you to everyone for sticking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, the numbers went up, 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 and then y'all stayed through the misery. And so we just want to say thanks. Uh, it's been, it's been a joy to share this with you all. All right. Uh, structure of the show. We have three segments, three and a half. Uh, one, Green Wall, where we talk MSU sports. The sport that always leads is, of course, football. We'll then head off Grand River to cover the wider world of sports around the NCAA. A uh, little, little tip of the cards. We're going to stop in Ann Arbor. Uh, oh. We're going to preview some games. And then, of course, we're going to take your Twitter questions. Uh, I was right. going to say the wider world of sports. I don't think we're going very far for that. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Not too far hour. to go. Yeah. One hour down. Uh, all right. So there's a football game. We played Nebraska, the Cornhuskers. Uh, we won. And we won third win of the season. Wow, biz and bang, booyah! Colin Burnett's first win, 2017, and at moments it felt like I'd seen this movie before. <laughs> and so I, I'm, I actually, we'll skip ahead a little bit, and then we'll 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 sort of cycle back through what we saw in each phase of the game. Yeah, but I, I'm curious. I was losing my mind at home, 
because I was like, I've seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we were definitely 100% in our faculties in the stadium. Um, <laughs> we did uh, some research for the pod uh, right. of the beer lines. There were yes, a, couple, a couple of those trips. <laughs> and, they, moved, they moved pretty quickly. And yeah. I'll tell you what, $10, $12 for a tall boy is not bad. Mm-mm. You know, it's not good, but it's certainly not as bad as what I expected. Right. No, like yeah. I was expecting it to be way more than that. 20 too. bucks I was or something. Like 15 at least. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll take that. Uh, there was a moment uh, and I'm not proud of this. I, 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 we all like to share our moments on the pod where we uh, fail personally. Mm. And there was a moment late in the fourth quarter when Nebraska was really making it look like we were going to go ahead and mess ourselves again. Like so many raw cells handcuffed to piss troughs where I took my empty can and I threw it and it, you did. it really? garnered the attention of the people around us at Spartan stadium. Did you, and I had bar or just into the ground? No, it was just, it was just one row down it was where there row. was no one. There was there no was, one sitting there. But yeah. a young woman did look at him with sh- just shock in her face. Yes. And his reply was, please don't judge me for this. This is not a good representation of who I am. And I was like, that's a lot of words. That you are not fully sober. And that was a lot of words. And <laughs> she didn't believe it. <laughs> no, she didn't believe it. And she was right not to. Uh, I screamed. While it was quiet, I screamed and screamed and screamed about Nate Carter with the ball in his hands straight up the middle for a gain of one or a gain of two or a gain of negative three. Uh, Folks were very tired of that. By the 17th time, the man in front of me finally looked at me. And this gentleman was, well, anyway. He was, let's just say he wasn't a looker, but he was doing a lot of looking. And <laughs> he was having a look. And he was having a look, and I couldn't blame him because I was obnoxious. So. <laughs> I'm glad you represented the pod very well. Yes. Uh, yeah, picked up a lot of new listeners in Spartan Stadium on Saturday. <laughs> All right, well, so let's let's start. Uh, we'll chat a bit about the offense. Uh, and, and I... I invite you both to look at the the outline and see that there's a segment where we'll talk about broader themes at the end of the, all of this. But uh, let's start with with Plum's uh, the ire of his eye, if you will. Let's uh, do it. Uh, we'll start with the run game, which was bad, bad. Uh, Thirty one attempts for eighty nine yards oh, uh, gained. If you count sacks, uh, net of sixty three. Uh, it was not good, gentlemen. Not good. No, and we got to talk about this because I have been saying for some time now that Nate Carter is not the guy, and I'm getting just shit on. And I should say not unfairly, but someone's got to make this guy make sense. All right? Tremendous upside. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like Tucker. Upside, upside, upside. Highly touted. Can do no wrong. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, we played this game. And guess where it got us? Nowhere good. So I'm waiting to see what the product is. Nate Carter had one carry with more than five yards, if I'm not mistaken. I think he ran for seven yards deep into the third quarter. Nine, Uh, Alex. Nine. So, you know, that's not acceptable for the guy, the dude, who is supposed to be heralding something else. I understand that the offensive line is shit. No one thinks it's not. 
No one is that. So that's not it. Okay. But if you're going to be the guy, you have to be able, you've got to be able to either find holes, make holes or get creative, but the same fucking thing, run after run, play after play straight up the middle for a gain of ass. Ain't it. So uh, that it's killing me. It's really, really killing me. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's fair. I, I, I mean, I, it feels sometimes I wonder how, how far this would get with Kenneth Walker. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I don't know that even Kenneth Walker in all of his majesty is able to undo, like it would be better, but yeah. he was a generational talent. Right. right. Is a generational talent. Yeah. But, uh, this, I mean, which is why I have a hard time totally hating on Nate Carter, but either way, team average two point or two yards per carry. That's not good enough. Nate Carter, uh, 3.3, not good enough. Um, the other thing on this that I want to say, Caden Hauser with his attempts, um, be called or otherwise, I liked that idea before because I thought there wasn't that significant a drop off to Sam Lovett. And if you're going to have two guys that are basically the same thing, might as well. We talked about this before 11 on 11 run them. Uh, but that hasn't proven itself to be terribly effective either. So you know who is good at running Sam Lovett. (laughs) Well, he, he ran as many times as he attempted a pass, Mm -hmm. which is something I, I don't understand. We'll, we'll get to we'll get to that in a second. So let's let's review the passing game. Uh, Kate, Wait, sorry, I just want one more thing about the rushing game really quickly because overall on the season, this team is negative one yards average rushing on the season <laughs> so far. So I, I just I want and Nate Carter's four point two yards, and you know let's remember you take those first two games out of the season, and that averages way down. So I'm just making the point that like. Miss me, anybody, anyone out there? Miss me with the Nate Carter. That's it. We can go to the passing game. Fair enough. Uh, so on the offensive side of the ball, uh, looking at the passing game, uh, I don't. I mean, it was only twenty four attempts is not an alarming number of of pass attempts. Uh, with with Kaden Hauser racking up twenty of those attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 for 20, 165 yards, one touchdown, no picks, um, with a lot of 46. I mean, Kate Nauser played a fine game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was obviously taking care of the ball at times too. Threw it away yep. a number, number of times playing within himself. I think it remains. His form true. looked better than last week. I will say that. It, sure. Yes, that is true. But I think it remains true that Sam Lovett is or appears to be at the moment, at least the more talent, uh, talented passer. So and runner and, and everything. Um, <laughs> so I don't understand. I, I get, we, we learned in the press conference that it was like a set number of reps, right? Uh, it was every third series of the half. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, but overall it was a, quarterbacking performance that did not actively harm the team. And that is at this moment, all that I can ask for. And that is probably what won us the game. So my Lord and my God. Well, go ahead. No. Okay. Well, so here's what I wanted to say about the passing game. This is again on the season stats here. Noah Kim played five games. 
Uh, Kate Hauser's got to start in all, or has, has played in all eight. Okay. So he's got three games on Noah that Noah hasn't played in. He is thrown uh, in terms of completion percentage. Kate Hauser and Noah Kim are within a percent of each other. 56 to 58%. So and Kate was doing that against some second teams at times. So, you know, let, let yeah, exactly. Exactly. So if you want to, you, you want to give Noah some credit, or cut some credit out of him because he had central and whoever the hell else we played Hillsdale. I mean, that's a joke. Um, but, and, and Caton, you know, to your point, was thrown against second team. So th- some of that comes out in the wash, but Caton has not shown, I mean, okay. Four fewer interceptions. That's not nothing. Obviously when some of them get run, get returned, there are games that we can totally, we lost because of Noah Kim. So this isn't a Noah Kim apology as much as it is a Caton Hauser has not panned out the way that I was screaming that he would four weeks ago. Well, um, and, and and you'll recall the Rutgers game, you talk about picks. Mm-hmm. There were a number of, of passes that should have been picked off in that Rutgers game that were yep. not. There might've been four alone in that yep. game. Yep. That's a hundred percent. Right. So it's, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, something there. I, I just wanted to call that statistic out because it's not good. And uh, obviously, Sam Levitt should not be compared on this. He doesn't have nearly the number of minutes, but my Lord, my Lord and my God. Uh, so talk about who won us the game. I actually want to call the defense. Here. Mm. The defense yep. did win us this game. Uh, yeah. Seven sacks, two forced fumbles, two picks. Should have been three, but for a penalty. Uh, held Nebraska to 3.8 yards per carry. Their QB went who is not good, but uh, went 12 for 28 with 129 yards passing. And, and we totaled six pass breakups on, uh, on the game. Uh, this was a, a strong defensive effort again, led by a very young core. Um, at times, I don't know if this was your impression in the stadium though. I continue to find myself very frustrated by the offense or the defensive line. Mm-hmm. their inability to contain the run and and I have to blame them and here's why because I'm very excited Cal Halliday is graduating mm-hmm. couldn't be happier that someone is graduating mm-hmm. the man cannot cover a tight end to save his life or a receiver to save his life it's bad so the only thing ex- explainable then is that he's run fitting he's stopping the run so it has to be the defensive line who's screwing up the run fits because it can't be Cal Halliday. Sure. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know why he's playing. Yeah. Uh, from section 19, I wasn't, you know, breaking <laughs> down the film on Cal Halliday, but we, we, we know what his weaknesses are. Um, though certainly, Yes. <clears throat> those force fumbles and the seven sacks and opportune sacks as well. Like yeah. big time sacks of big times um, and pretty good stops on third down. What are the stats on third down for them? Uh, <laughs> crap. I don't have their down conversion. They were five for 15. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Five for 15. We were yeah. three for 14, by okay. the way. Uh, uh, fine, fine. I remember big stops. Uh, there were some key plays. So, um, 
Big credit to there, the defense. Well, right. and a couple of key plays, but let's not forget a lot of those were pass broken up passes, and mm-hmm. that's you know, uh, yeah, I'm I'm with Jones on this one. Bye bye, Cal. Um, another kid had a lot of upside his freshman year. Remember that Miami game? I think he intercepted and ran back the touchdown. I mean, Cal Halliday looked like the guy for a for a hot second. He had a pick six against Indiana as well. I recall. Yep. Yeah, in the context of two seasons ago, you know, he had upside. And I will. It's not panned out. I will say this though about uh, the the third downs. So five for fifteen. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, but fourth down conversions. Uh, Nebraska was one for one, and I and the one is actually quite telling hmm. because oftentimes we found ourselves in places where the third down was just enough that you knew they were going to go on fourth down because mm-hmm. we couldn't stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that, that they were the first and second down and then third down defense oftentimes ended up being good enough to keep them out of position for even attempting on fourth down. Great. Love that. Yeah. Uh, that, that actually is an improvement. Jordan Hall was all over the place in this game. Uh, the uh, Simeon Barrow played his heart out. Uh, Dylan Tatum, two pass breakups. Like it was, a, it was a good, good, good game for Michigan State uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, it's almost like if you squint hard enough, you could say if there was competent coaching, this team might actually have an okay record right now. Can we please uh, talk about competent coaching and what we're do- what we're doing with the? quarterbacks can we please one second we just got to talk special teams very briefly. Oh my very briefly because ross ells continued to show his ass jonathan kim continued to be good <laughs> uh, <laughs> and let's talk about ross ells we need to talk about ross ells we have to talk about this fucking blunder oh my god again did this force a delay a game or did they take it no they took a penalty didn't they no, they took a timeout they, they took a timeout, timeout early in the second right. half. In the second half. That's what it was. They burned a timeout early in the second half. Yes, because we still didn't have enough guys. We didn't have enough guys on the field. Um, and what was being there, you know, I hadn't seen this on television before. Our players yeah. were the we're, ones reacting and screaming at the sidelines, exasperated, throwing waving their hands their arms. up, waving their arms, like, get yeah. your ass onto the field. Get your onto the field. And then Russell's like, comes fucking glumphing out onto the field at the timeout. (sighs) I have to understand how anyone can go on living with such a lack of remorse for the crimes against humanity that Ross Ells represents. Each breath, an absolute cataclysm atrocity uh, unheard of unheard of uh real quick look uh our king rex Beck king bryce berenger gone to the nfl i just want to shout out that ryan eckley has been quietly putting together a really impressive season uh well seven he's seven had lots punts. of opportunities yeah well seven punts five of which went over 50 yards Average 48.3 yards uh, per hmm. punt, and three were put within the 20. Uh, not a bad day, Ryan. Not a bad day. Uh, uh, Jonathan Kim, uh, good from 35-50 and missed at 44. 
man, that 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 miss at forty four, I was like, I've seen this movie yep. before. Yep. Uh, but, um, and uh, Jonathan Kim again, five kickoffs, five touchbacks. It, like, it's what's what's bothersome. I think most bothersome about Rossells is that there are good players on special teams. There are very good players on special teams. And it's the it's the the organizational incompetence uh, mm-hmm. problematic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, all right. I I before we get into, I feel like we've been we've been a little upset. We won a game. Yes. Yep. Sure. And that felt <clears throat> good. That felt sure. nice. We're I didn't happy. believe we were going to even up until like the last seconds ran off. I, I still thought. <clears throat> Harlan Barnett didn't think it when the when the Hail Mary bounced around. Yeah. I thought when we were on the concourse plum that they were going to call us all back in and be like, LOL, JK, there's yeah. still like time. Nebraska actually scored while you were down there. Yeah. Don't worry. They lost. You were right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was astonishing to me, actually. Yeah, I couldn't it off. Yeah. But worth celebrating yep. for a second because yep. we're going to. I think for new listeners, I, I think we like winning. We, mm-hmm. we like rejoicing mm-hmm. in winning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The problem is that Michigan State is in a problematic place right now. Mm-hmm. And that there are important decisions that need to be made by this staff yeah. that affect the team in the future. The next, yes. And, and part of those decisions, generally speaking, in a broader sense, it was just about winning games. Yeah. If you're winning games, like if Mel Tecker got fired for very legitimate reasons and you won the rest of the year, great. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's that's wonderful. You're more likely to retain players at that point in time. A coach is more likely to retain players. But we're not doing any of those things. And then Harlan, Bar- Harlan Barnett seems to be actively hurting the future of this program as it relates to Sam Levitt. Yeah. I don't understand how you land here. So can you set the table of why, what, for, for those who may not know about the redshirt rule, what's happened so far? So Sam Levitt has now played as many games as he can play this season without burning his redshirt. Which so, means that he, he loses a year of eligibility. Yes. So if he steps on the field one more time this season, his freshman year is a year of eligibility and he'll only have three remaining after this. So you would think if you were going to do that, if you're doing such a thing, you would use him as a resource. Mm -hmm. However, in this game that now, excuse me, now he doesn't have any more eligibility or any more games remaining without burning the red shirt. They put him in for two pass attempts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and two rushing attempts. And the time he almost caught a pass. And yeah, he almost he almost caught as many passes as he attempted. What is the point? Like what is the point of that? Yep. In th- at this point in the season Either go with the guy or don't go with the guy or or go half and half. What is this 70-30 rule that we're doing here? Is that beneficial? I I genuinely don't understand of all of the potential 
ways that you could use the resources that you have, this is the one that you end up with. I guess maybe they deserve some credit for sticking with the plan, regardless of what's happening with the team hmm. in the game. But no. I guess that just tells me that you're not actually trying to win the game. Correct. These are just scrimmages to you uh, in some way on offense. Yeah. You're not like adapting to what the defense is giving you or anything like that. So this just seems like one of the strangest ways that I can conceive of to use use uh, Sam Levitt as a resource, which is now either exhausted or we're burning a year of his eligibility. And if you're going to do that, he better throw more than two passes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, you better have the fucking team. It better be his. Because the fact is, is that it, it is impossible to watch the way that he plays versus the way the other two quarterbacks, because I don't want to make this about him and Caton, because that's not fair to Caton, because it's also about Noah Kim. Sure. But Sam Levitt is more likely to provide what you need to score a touchdown, which for folks who may not know, MSU with 20 points exceeded their 18 points per game average. That's after playing an FCS opponent. Like it, it is abysmal. Yep. And you can see, you can see, obviously, Sam Levitt is gonna make more mistakes. But I don't know how you also don't watch and say, oh, he might keep upside. us in a game. He might yep. keep us in a game. Yep. Because we're about ready to play Ohio State. Yeah. And you know what would have been nice? Tune up against Nebraska. Because it, you know what you need to do against Ohio State, State is you need to score touchdowns. Yeah, many. You, like, I, I, it is baffling to me. I've just never heard of this before. Uh, of, like... Now you put him... By the way, this is a disservice to the kid because now you put him in an uncomfortable position where mm-hmm. he needs to make a decision about his red shirt. And I can't blame him if he says, I don't want to do it. Did did yeah. he say he's got to fly home to Oregon to talk to his parents about this? He said he needs to talk to his parents. I don't think he said he needed to fly. I was going to say that'd be really weird. Like, do they not have internet or phone service in Oregon? No, um, many parts don't. I don't. I don't understand how this is the plan now. It seems like this should be the plan if you've already had that conversation with Levitt and his parents about yeah. his future. This is the plan that came out of that conversation. If this is the plan that you just came up with because you were trying to allocate your resources in the best possible way. Why why is that a good, why is that a good allocation of resources though? That's what I'm saying. Like it's even worse than we thought. Mm -hmm. If that's true, it seems to me that this is where you would end up after negotiations of like, you're both good, good players. We both, we want to give both of you a shot. And then there's, this is the plan that we all agree on. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't I don't understand this at yeah. all. Well, uh, I and I think his his public comments about this are for me the most damning thing to your point. Uh, it reveals the ineptitude both which I, I, and you can't blame him, right? Like, you no, can't... no, 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 no one's blaming. No, let's be explicit. This podcast is not blaming him. In fact, we're not blaming any of them. Noah, Kim now, like just being not traveling, not dressing, not coming to games off like. No blame there either. 
I also would be like after this season with Mel Tucker and winning the job and now losing the job and looking at the guy that replaced me and his performance, ha, fuck all the way off. I'm out. Um, no blame to go around for any of these young men. The blame continuously resides exclusively with the leadership of this program. And that ultimately goes to Harlan Barnett. And so we can be happy for Harlan. Tom Izzo was certainly happy for Harlan, but you were leading a program of dunces, of coaches who are fucking stupid. They are as buffoon as they are bad at their jobs. They are inept and unkempt. I hate them. And I cannot understand how you are so imbecilic at your work that you have 18, 19, 20-year-olds out there making public statements about like, I got to talk to my parents because I haven't thought about the implications because no one from the program has helped guide my thinking or informed, like provided information that could be useful to me. None of this is scripted. This is all fly by the seat of their pants. How many reps did he have? Did he, was it one, two? Uh, I think he was in like a one series, three, three series. Was it three? I mean, I, I, I distinctly one remember of them was, one. One <clears> of <throat> them was buried at the back of our territory. So like, what was he going to do? Yeah. And that's my point. Like, what are we doing yeah, two, here? Yeah, two series, by the way, two, so, just two for the entire game. Yeah. The third yeah. series of each half. Like it, that is such a, a yes, it, it, that is malpractice. Yep. It's not fair to him. Like, why would you burn mm-hmm. this game when he clearly he had enough talent that you could allocate a whole series to him? Yep. You or planned a whole it. half or a quarter or something. Or anything. Like, I mean, at that point. But my my point is is that if you could say, <sighs> hey, you're good enough that we're gonna plan for you to be in the game twice, like because you've earned that, then you ought to be giving him more run. They don't know what they're doing. And it's just a shame. And you're and, and this is an example of you know a kid getting caught in the crossfire of these fucking people running the show. So, you know, uh, I, we'll talk. I know we'll talk about the Michigan stuff later on, and Alan Haller's public comments on the topic. But you know, the guy is obviously has some sense. I, I, this is I. I this, this, these are dead man walking. We get that. We understand that. That's still not a reason to be so bad that you're fucking around with these kids' futures. Yeah. You know, that's for me what is absolutely the rest of it is just me as an angry fan. All right. And, or just a human being who's like, how can anyone get paid this much money and be this bad? Yeah. Those are both fine. But this kind of conduct takes us to the third level, which is you're actively working to undermine and harm young people who are your wards, who you are to be stewarding and developing and advocating for. This is the horseshit that it's like, if I wasn't already angry, would just fucking kill me. And forget about that for a second, Plum. Think about the program. Sure. Like pretend that the kid doesn't exist. You've now put him in a position where you may need him at winning time. Yeah. And you can't use him. Yep. And Noah Kim is hurt. Like, so you, you have a walk on quarterback. Like this is, colossally stupid yeah yeah it <clears throat> if he decides to hang it up this week we now have one quarterback yeah because you used on. him to do to throw two passes yeah in this game yep that's right i i, I couldn't be angrier at harlan barnett right now you know in and that's frustrating to say because we won a game and i'm very happy that he got his w but holy shit, man, 
you, you did a bad thing for MSU. Well, and you this is, and you, and you're, and, and you know, this is where he's proving the the point that, yeah, all of his detractors, like you were, you never should have been the guy. And this is, and this is why ultimately this. So again, back to Alan Howard, this rolls up to Alan. This he was never the guy to choose. He was your buddy, and I guess you just made the decision that this was going to be a scrapped year, and so might as well just give it to, you know, it's like in recess when I was the kid that got picked first. It's like, oh. Did you want to get invited to my birthday party? Like, am I just you? Just feel that badly for me? Like, why am I? No one either hosting or listening to this (laughs) podcast believes, even for a second, that you were ever picked first at recess. But continue, continue. Well, in this make believe world, you can imagine for a moment that that Harlan Barnett is in this place and. Harlan was as surprised as anyone to get the call from Alan, frankly, that said, uh, yeah, I, I guess you're the guy, Alan. I've been drinking a lot today. <laughs> Options or, aren't great. <laughs> Harlan, sorry, I said Alan. But yeah, you get the point. I, so anyway, I don't know. Uh, Fuck. A couple other points. Did you guys, uh, I sent it over. Did you watch the clip of, of mm. D'Antonio? Yeah, we, I did. We, what we was the context time. for this? <laughs> I, what, so what I don't know the, the actual... I don't know the actual play that was run. But it was the those... uh, delay a game. No, no. I thought this was the delay a game. Maybe it was the maybe it was the delay a game, but it certainly was not the field goal, which was suggested by uh, by others. Um, we were on offense, and D'Antonio just turns away in disgust and says, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and to get that man to swear. Uh, and about uh, offense too about truly 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 which can real quick aside did you all notice that there are more they weren't jet sweeps but they were counter runs to the short side of the field mark mark's taken over man there's starting to be (laughs) a more mark feel about this whole this whole business over here uh other notes uh Lots of trick plays in this game. Yeah, starting to be more Mark. Mark Feely. Did any of them yeah. have names? Did we hear about any names for any of them? But I, I guess that's a little concerning. That feels like we pulled out all the stops to beat Nebraska. Eh. Mm. Eh. All right. Yeah, um, I, I think at this point, they're like you pull out the stops to beat Nebraska. Like whoever that's the, you can that's it. That's where we, that's where we are. Like that's, there are. Yeah, I agree you, with you can pull all the stops out. So we, we might get one touchdown against Ohio State. I mean, what's the difference? Like give the guy the W, I guess. So that, at you know. 1130 a.m. Saturday, there were two winnable games left on the calendar and they decided to use some resources for one. So for one I guess yeah, that kind of right. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so but to that point, I guess I would just say. Nebraska is sort of LOL bad. <laughs> they have a safety returning. Uh, and by returning, I mean, his he, he's instructed. You guys don't know this because you weren't watching the broadcast. You weren't watching, yeah. Uh, their punt returner has been instructed to fair catch everything. But like, don't but even there have been times no, don't, we've advocated for that. I've, no, no, I've, no. I'm only advocating that at no. this point. No, this isn't even this isn't even Brandon Sowards bad. This is a uh, like truly don't don't even pretend to fair catch and let it go over your back so that maybe goes into the touchdown into the end zone. Like it is, it is you catch it 
everywhere. This says so much about the Big Ten Conference that yeah. we're describing this team as LOL bad, who's collected wins against Illinois, the Northwestern, and Purdue. They have three conference wins. As I've said before, the Big Ten is just a swirling toilet bowl of turds. Yeah. Most of them are truly awful. There's some big ones in there too. But like, this is such a conference looking to be taken right now. Mm-hmm. And man, did we. Oh my God. Yeah. Did I, uh, did I share with you guys? So you remember Brian Ferentz's contract? the offensive coordinator for Illinois or not, I'm sorry, Illinois, yeah, Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. Uh, he had to score 25 points per game, which was the, I believe the FBS average points per game. Correct. Was, and so he's been terminated because he's not going to reach that number, but uh, no one, everyone in the big 10 West would be similarly terminated. Yes. Every single person in the big 10 West would be similarly terminated. Uh, if, if they had that as their contract deal. So, Truly wild. Uh, anyway, a um, couple other football notes. Justin White has entered the portal, so he's no longer with the team. Uh, Justin White, if you didn't know, was a defensive back. Uh, and then the a little coaching search update I think is worth mentioning. Uh, the smoke around Urban has died down substantially. Considerably. It, it, including his wife saying on Instagram, mm-hmm. going out of her way to say on yeah. Instagram, that it's Loudly. not happening. Yep. Never going to happen. Yep. Um, but, you know. She doesn't call all the shots. I'll, I'll we, say that. We, we know <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it appears that Michigan State has zeroed in on four to five coaches. Uh, and I, I guess I was a little bit... Because um, there, there was a fever pitch that happened in the week that we were... Since we've recorded. Mm that seemed to, to like be like urban urban might be happening urban mm-hmm. happening mm-hmm. uh and i was a little bit sad that there was never a during the d'antonio search we knew who was in the, in the tucker search we knew who was being interviewed right mm-hmm. um and that it felt like maybe that wasn't going to be happening we were just gonna settle on urban um, so I'm, I'm actually kind of excited that we're going to go through a, uh, get a real proper, you know, yeah. flight trackery coaching search. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm excited about this. So one thing on this that I do want to say, uh, our good friend of the podcast, uh, Graham Couch has said that he gets the impression that Alan doesn't want the coaching search to affect the coaches and this football team and in this season. And I would say, Alan, dispense of that notion. This season is a wash. Get a new coach in here as quickly as you possibly can. Yeah. No one cares about this coaching staff. Show the student athletes currently on scholarship yeah. that you are working on their next head coach. Yep. Everybody knows that we're going to broom the entire coaching staff. They know. That's why they're operating the way that they they are. Um, <laughs> Rossells is clearly phoning it in yeah. at best. You have the pick of the litter right now. You're by far the best available program. Seize this opportunity. Yeah, And I'm sure and- those conversations are happening behind the scenes with agents and stuff like that. And I know you can't interview coaches while they're coaching, but... I would say 
Uh, don't worry about it being a distraction. Yeah, because also you need to re-recruit some of this roster, right? Like Before some of this roster is worth keeping by a lot. Yep. So, uh, all right, uh, basketball. Uh, one quick update. We wondered about Xavier Booker's minutes last week against Tennessee with only eight, I believe. And it ends up being he was late to some stuff. Hmm. And so Tom made sure he knew. Tom is not Harlan Barnett confirmed. <laughs> Though, actually, that's actually worth circling back on. The starting secondary was uh, not who you would expect to see. For that starting. reason. And, yep. yeah. Uh, so Harlan got, as he's described it, mean. Oh, uh, well, boomsticks coming out now. Yeah, spooky. Uh, uh, so Booker's not physically ready for the Big Ten. He's also not quite emotionally ready yet either. Yeah. It's all right. I remember when I was nineteen. I probably would not have been on time for basketball practice either. Stuff Correct. starts at six a.m. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, other news: uh, hockey. Big Ten play started. They did that hockey thing, and we swept Ohio State, which it's worth remembering. They have a racist on their team. And on the road, going to Value City Arena and getting a road sweep against a ranked conference opponent. Love to see it. Bro, that is a huge accomplishment for Coach Knights and the team. That's fantastic. Love to see it. So we got to get Jaron. Got to get him on. Time to get Jaron. Has to happen. All right. Should we head off Grand River? Let's have go. Some fun? All right. Where we left you with Connor Stallions. The saga uh, continues. The saga continues. So since we last chatted with you, Connor Stallions, we discovered, was at the Michigan State Central Michigan game. Allegedly, Michael. Allegedly. Yeah, he can come at me for slander. Uh, <laughs> that was definitely him. Because it's been, it's been yeah. six, it's been seven days. Central has CM- been actively investigating how maybe there was a a generic looking white man on the sidelines resembling Ca- Connor Stallions with, and this is essential, one of their sideline passes. And also essential, Coach Gear. The shirt he had on is the same shirt all the other coaches were wearing. But has been pointed out by some of the uh, national media that's on the case as well. Not Adidas's like the rest of the central team. Nike's. So, did I mm. did I did I tell you this though that uh, so we worked retail together, Kevin. Yeah. And you remember uh, the store we worked at had was part of uh, uh, Code Adam, I think is what it's called. Oh, uh, is that when they're like the our oh. process for if someone for like, if a child's a abducted, child is it, abducted? Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see where you go with this. All right, well, let's... so the thing that you're supposed to ask the parent who can't find their child is what shoes are they wearing? Ah. Because that is the thing that a abductor is least likely to have on them to switch the the child's clothing out of. Wow! So it's telling to me that because they don't. They don't think of these things that he, the one thing he didn't think of was the shoes is the, is the shoes like a true child. Nope. 
can't say that. <laughs> no, better not can't, finish that one. Can't say that. That's a different University of Michigan staff member. Yeah. Whoopsies. Oh, oh. Uh, the, but so yeah, Connor Stallions, uh, at the CMU game and it, there is some evidence to indicate that maybe was wearing smart Ray-Bans at the same time to record oh, God. the sideline for Michigan state. Um, it was a night game, real weird. Time I wear sunglasses. my sunglasses at night. So, uh, anyway, weird dude. Uh, very strange very person. He has resigned now from the University of Michigan, allegedly for uh, failing to uh, participate in any internal or external investigation. That's not why you resign. That's why you'd be fired. He's resigned to not be a distraction. Right. right. And he released a nice long statement where he put himself up on the cross and started nailing himself to it for Bo. For Bo and for the team, it's truly one of the most, like, I know that Michigan is leaking stuff and they're happy to take a patsy and they want people to think of this man as like an unhinged lone wolf. And he, he is, is unhinged. Very strange individual. But then so is their head coach. So it's all in the program like that. And And I think it's worth pointing out, we say that, as as three dudes who host a podcast about a team that we love, bro, you yeah. took it too far. Yeah. You took it too way far. too far. Uh, so the prevailing wisdom right now is that Harbaugh is going to get a suspension of some sort. Um, depending on who you ask, that's two games, two indefinitely. Uh, Santa Ono, uh, the president of the University of Michigan, has sent a letter. Uh, to the Big Ten saying, let's wait for this to play out for the investigation to be complete. We're going to table that for a second uh, and then also say that there's a lot of rumor happening right now that Michigan is going to seek an injunction against the, uh, the Big Ten to prevent a suspension of Jim Harbaugh. So uh, let's, uh, we have a question about what, in Twitter questions, we have a question about what the punishment should be. So let's not answer that question now. Let's table that for a second. Uh, how do you feel about this letter? Uh, f- inviting due process from the Big Ten. Yeah, it's uh, it's proper University of Michigan stuff, right? It's proper like. Where's my different set of rules? You know, the, where, oh, oh, I care about due process now. Uh, you know, Jim Harbaugh was on the sidelines talking about everything being a hate crime uh, after the tunnel incident last year. But but now it's it's time for due process. Let's let everything settle out here for the University of Michigan. And it's... I know that a lot of people are being like, look at this, look at them. Can you believe it? And the answer is yes. I can absolutely believe it. This is who they are. Can we zero in on a quick distinction really quick? Because some people would point out that Michigan State players did get due process because they went through the courts. Real quick, 
Real they quick. were suspended long before that. Long before yeah, then. Per the Big Ten. And so if your analogy is the courts gave you due process, the NCAA is giving you due process as they conduct their investigation, which will almost certainly vacate all of your wins. In the interim, though, the Big Ten can take action, and that is analogous. Additionally, you'll all remember that one Michigan State player was suspended by the Big Ten for three games and was exonerated by the Washington County, or, I'm sorry, the Washington County prosecutor's office. So miss me with your like, these things are different. Of course they're different in the conduct, but they're not different in the way that due process is in supposed process. to play out. Yeah. I think, you know, uh, this is what any university president has to say. Uh, I think, I don't know who it was. Someone posted on Twitter. And I thought this was well, someone said, you know, if Urban Meyer if was coaching at Michigan State, we were 9-0, had a very good chance to win it all, and the same happened. We would expect, you know, Teresa Woodruff or her successor to absolutely write the same mealy-mouthed, horse shit, devoid of principles, self-serving, uh, self-congratulating, self-masturbating uh, letter. Drivel. Drivel. So it's not... You know, I, I think it's we're raw and we and we're right to be uh, for a couple of reasons. One is our own past, which you've correctly pointed out. Um, and so there's there's immediate, you know, within one year, in fact, uh, context to show the just the alarming discrepancy. Uh, but I think more to the point is uh, in as much as there was very clear evidence of uh, a, a tunnel brawl with individuals slamming other individuals with helmets. Uh, so too, do we have an an astounding, an astounding amount of amount of evidence? This is not none of this is alleged conduct, and I think that at the end of the day is the point. None of this is alleged. All of this is 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 that I mean, the kid has resigned or been fired or both or neither. Um, it it is it is it is just it is just so fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to say the Big Ten commissioner's name. Petiti, Petito, yeah. New TV guy, new guy, new guy, you guy. Hey guy, he's got his he's got his workout up for him. But hats off. Here's the hat tip to Alan Haller, where the Big Ten coaches met with the the commissioner the the day later. The the conference athletic directors met with the commissioner. Uh, and where the first meeting, the coaches meeting was described as highly emotional uh, with the coaches belly aching and ballyhooing about uh, how unfair it is and boohoo as, uh, as they should. The athletic directors were more composed, uh, which makes sense. They're a little more removed from this. They have longer standing relationships with each other, which they have to nurture. They're the ones working out games and across sports. This isn't just football, right? So they've got the bigger picture, but Alan Haller, made the very direct and earnest case that, you know, this is just, this is wrong. Yeah. And I think to someone like this new commissioner, <laughs> Rick Petito, I really don't know what his name is. Tony, Tony something. Tony. Tony. TV Tony. TV Tony. TV, Tony. Um, to him, who's new to the conference, this is going to be a make or break moment, right? It will be. He doesn't have the baggage of last year's tunnel incident uh, but he does have an opportunity to earn the esteem of 15 of the 16 team 13 of the four i don't know how many teams are in the conference um 
he has an opportunity here to show that the conference has actually got some metal. We know the NCAA doesn't, and you're right. It is very, very, very likely that their wins this season are vacated. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Big Ten could be doing something right now. My question to you is, what should they be doing right now? I mean, I, I think it's obvious that the University of Michigan is not going to do anything at this point. No, they no. they they think that this is their best chance of winning in our lifetimes, basically. Yep. Um, <clears throat> so they're not going to do a thing. I think a suspension for the head coach is appropriate, but I think it should be for the rest of the season. I don't think it should be for some, some, you know, defined number of games. Yeah. Um, and I think there, I don't know if you can do this, if there's a rule built in to the, to the way that the big 10 championship teams are chosen yep. where discretion is, is allowed yep. on the part of the commissioner, but they shouldn't be allowed to represent the big 10. They're cheaters. I agree. I, I, I for me, that's it. I'm happy to say uh, you can't suspend them. I, I, I think if you're going to suspend them, you have to suspend them for the rest of the season. I think you have a, to one or, the a one or two game suspension doesn't make, doesn't make sense. It, one or two games it appears that you've adjudicated the severity of it. And you've right. decided this is this this is this if you do this then you get this many games and i think everyone would agree oh if i just knew i was going to get suspended three games for cheating i'm going to cheat all the time because i'll well, take the three games recall that uh he's already served suspensions this season for other forms of cheating that he exactly had. and it's uh for whatever it's worth plum uh, there are two types of punishment standard and non-standard and right. standard is a maximum of two games okay so any, and and so to your point though that any two games or less to me yeah. is calling this a standard violation of their sportsmanship policy. Right. And right. this is not standard. Correct. And this uh, is not standard, but, but as I recall, non-standard punishments go to some committee uh, yes. of appeals that has some review thing. Uh, so my, my it thinking just, it just has to be approved by a committee of presidents, a committee of presidents. Okay. Well, actually that might be an easier to sell because I think, I think to the, I think to the average lightly engaged i mean these these conference presidents are probably more than lightly engaged but they're certainly not is engaged probably the level that even we are and i don't consider myself very learned on the subjects i think this is noxious right this is offensive um so i i would think you know you have to suspend them for the rest of the season and absolutely they are bowl ineligible or not bowl but conference conference tournament ineligible um for this year that's for me that's that's this is this is uh, this is unbelievable, but, but I mean, believable, but like, and to presume this is not a guy, I mean, there's no, this guy is not working alone. This is, it's insane. There's, it's insane. Well, and certainly at the very least, he's not benefiting from this work alone at all. And the right. idea that the other coaches could be like, I'm sure he just got all of these signals that he knows immediately at the beginning of the game. Yep. That and it printed out on placards. Yep. Before the game. Yep. I think I think this is all probably from what are they going to say? Public sources is what we assumed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the so the one other thing I, I want to touch on this injunction piece because uh, it's worth noting two things. One, I don't know how successful it would be in the first instance because it's under the rules that the university of Michigan has agreed to and delegated to, to the big to Ten. The conference, uh, particularly if they go the non-standard route, 
then there is literal process. Uh, the presidents all agreed to it. Yeah. But I just want for U of M listeners to invite you to imagine what's going to happen then. You bring it to a judge, and I don't think the judge is going to agree to you, but you're going to have to start some sort of case. That case is going to lead to discovery. And you might say, well, that's going to take time. We'll be able to win our natty then. Hmm. Okay. Sure. But you've also invited electronic discovery. Yep. Yep. And that shit reveals everything. Everything. Everything that could could be relevant or could lead to the admission of relevant evidence. That keep in mind, that's the standard. It's not it doesn't have to be relevant. It could just lead to the admission of relevant evidence. So you're going to get a lot more information. You have to comb through this stuff. And you, and when that stuff got deleted, cuz we know Connor Stallions deleted it because he's an idiot. To be clear, he's a grade A moron. Yeah, well done. Because <laughs> he reactivated his Twitter profile and people screen grabbed all of his stuff in the minutes that he reactivated and attempting <laughs> to delete tweets because he's a moron <laughs> and he Venmoed publicly people for their game attendance. But anyway, let's let's when all of that stuff comes out and it fi- it comes out that he deleted information. For those who don't know, that invites what's known as an adverse inference, and adverse inferences are really bad because if you mess with electronic records. They're gone. And so the only thing we can assume is that they said the worst possible thing. Which you'll recall, we we knew about this. uh, You've you've, uh, educated us on this already for all of the Melvin stuff, for all of his deleted records. Yeah, so I just, I I hate to harp on this, but this isn't the home run you all think it is. Uh, So please, please, maybe then. We'll find out what other things were happening on computers at Michigan. Speculation about the Michigan fan base for one second. Right now, they think they've got an unobstructed run straight to the natty. Never mind the fact that they've got. And there's evidence that Ohio State has been filming their practices. They've got six games that they've got to play between now and then. Never mind that. Um, Let's say they lose one. Let's say they go on the road. They lose to Penn State. What changes do you think we see in the Michigan fan base? Do we do we see them like turtle more, or do we Turn see on them? Harbaugh? Yeah, about Harbaugh, about other things. That's an interesting question. I mm. wonder if they turn on him. Uh, I actually think they turn on him. I think they're all it takes is one slip up for this team, and they'll grouse about it, and they'll be like, "This wasn't fair," because he probably won't be coaching in this game that they lose. It wasn't fair, blah, 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 blah. But then they'll eat their young after that. Yeah. The thing is, I don't know how you just suspend Harbaugh when there's video evidence of the coordinators. Of the coordinators, yeah. Working with Connor Stallions. I, the. (laughs) You can't do that too hard. Well, it's just, it's like the Northwestern thing. It's like, uh, Okay, yeah, yeah. so we had this rotten to the core, uh, apparently practice of hazing and and uh, 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 culture at Northwestern. So to fix it, we fired one dude. Right. Yeah. yeah. I I don't know that that made sense either. So. No, that's a fair point. Uh, it's a good good analogy. Um, 
anyway, uh, this is fun. This is real fun. This is real fun. I really hope they lose to Penn State uh, for a bunch of reasons. And then I hope yeah. they lose to Maryland. And then I hope they lose to Ohio State. And then I hope their program implodes and Harbaugh goes off to the NFL. And uh, worth remembering, by the way, in, if, for those who weren't keeping track, the first team to cover against the University of Michigan, mm-hmm. the team who had plenty of notice about their sign-stealing scandal. scandal. First team to score more than a touchdown against Michigan, same team. Coincidence? I think not. People are saying. Uh, all right. Uh, preview time. Let's not bother. We're yeah, playing right, Ohio State. Right. Yeah, it's <laughs> just not going to be pretty, but we encourage you to watch because I don't We know. will be. Yeah, we will be. But let's preview a couple basketball games very briefly, if we can. All right. Uh, They're playing James Madison College, the seniors of James Madison College, the college we graduated from. No, fuck that. No, they're going to (laughs) James Madison College, Connie Hunt coaching them there at the sidelines. Cicely Petrie. It's great. So uh, JMU will be coming to the Brez tomorrow or today when this comes out uh, for those who get a chance to listen in advance. Uh, JMU's Ken Palm, 136, 129 offense, 151 on defense, and 23 in tempo. Ooh, fast. Yeah. Speed. Uh, they've won their conference the last two years and returned a bunch of dudes. Uh, I, I'm not saying we're not going to win this game because we should win this game, but just it may not be the romp we all hoped it was going to be. Yeah, they're 101 on Torvik. Um, so people. People like this team, but it shouldn't be a problem yeah, for right. this Spartan team. Um, they are older, I think, than uh, most of the teams that we're going to see. So they didn't just win the conference the last two years. They have guys that kind of know how to win on that team. But they're coming into Breslin Center. They're playing a top 10 team. I don't think I don't think they're ready for all that smoke. No. no, but this is this is a tournament team we're likely facing. Yeah, is I guess my point. Like, yeah, give they they're owed some respect. Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. That's right. They're like the opposite of the next team that we're playing. Yeah, uh, Southern Indiana, which is Ken Palm three thirty six, and for context, that's out of three sixty two, uh, three twenty one on offense, three forty seven on defense, and adjusted tempo of sixty nine. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, uh I don't know how to say this other than it should be a W. Yeah, so should be. Um but either way, we got two games and guys, I'm uh, so happy for just to add to Jonesy's point about Jason Madison College, they played one ranked team last year, number five Virginia, who they only lost to by five points. Yeah, I no, tell so, you don't don't sleep on them. They also lost to Georgia Southern. They lost to Marshall. They lost sure. to South Alabama. Um, oh, no, they, they played two ranked teams. They also played then number one, North Carolina, lost by 16. Okay. So. Don't sleep. That's the Noted. point. Don't sleep. Noted. All right, let's do these Twitter questions, shall we? Ah. Let's go. Number one right. from Mr. Neurotic Pants, Jonesy to you. <laughs> Are you aroused at the possibility of a four and eight season now? Hot damn. <laughs> I am not aroused. 
Uh, Plum, do you think Coach D's job is to give everyone hugs in the locker room? Uh, I think we all know that's not what he does. Uh, he pisses and swears underneath his breath and occasionally in his least disciplined moments gets caught doing it. So, yeah. Do you think, uh, do you think people from the, uh, from the Jay Johnson extended family saw that clip, uh, circulating Twitter? Undoubtedly. <laughs> I hope. Undoubtedly. I, I hope they said, Oh, he's offended by this. <laughs> Uh, next up, Mike Jones, uh, ask Greg, would you keep Jay Johnson, Scotty Hazleton and Ross Ells in their current roles for two more years? If it meant the cheaters got the death penalty for two years? No, sir. No, oh, I would. I, cause I have to watch our team as much as it would delight me yeah. for the university of Michigan to get a two year death penalty. Uh, I have to continue to watch our team and that's a no go for me. I'm not taking this devil's bargain. I don't know about you guys. Oh, Correct. I would take it. I would take it. <laughs> oh, Lord God, no. No, no, no. Nope. No, because no, because then the only years we could be getting back to some semblance of good so that we could actually compete against them after they, that, that death penalty was finished, we would have lost. Well, Mark D'Antonio will be there to just shuffle the coaches around. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be yeah. fine. And uh, give everyone hugs in the locker room. Uh, next up from Mike Jones, is it appropriate to call kids dressed up as a Michigan football player for Halloween cheaters asking for a friend? Not only acceptable, it's encouraged. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. They have to know. They, they have to know. to know. Yeah. Learn. It's also just a lazy Halloween costume. Like I blame the parents in this situation. Do better. Totally. Uh, and finally from Mike Jones, uh, basketball starts tomorrow night. Give me your bold prediction for the year. Mine, Cooper and Madi average four block shots a game. That's a lot of block shots. Hmm. That's strong shot blocking. I would say the team averages that per game. I'm going to say AJ Hogard averages five turnovers a game. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst. It's not a good prediction, but I think it's uh I think it's accurate. You're unwell. Yeah, well. Well, let's hope I'm wrong. All right, let's leave it at that. Let's hope I'm wrong. Um related to that, I'm going to say AJ Hogard <laughs> averages at least 7 assists per game. All right, that's optimistic but we'll take it well he had a lot didn't he last yeah. week oh yeah 11 oh yeah he had eight in one game uh-huh oh is it just eight yeah all right all right great good also the thing i said it's earlier not about bold these mine's not bold mine's very like gas leak yeah well that's that's your personality that's um i was gonna say uh it, because the next up is verbose dutch and i wanted to give credit for, to verbose dutch it was verbose dutch's point that i uh said a few moments ago talking about how if it was us in michigan's position we would also want Teresa woodruff or her successor to write the same mealy mouth asinine letter so great point verbose couldn't agree more uh asked us for a recommendation top 10 list of spirits that we have discussed here on this podcast Ooh! discerning listeners will know that um uh pod active listener frequent engager and our favorite sponsor mike jones uh has kept us fat and stocked with booze that he gets from his job 
and we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so want to give a shout out, I think, to some of our favorites. I've got a handful here. Uh, so a while back, we talked about the Journeyman. Uh, it's a bourbon whiskey. Um, Featherbone, I think, is particularly the one that was given. It's from the west side of the state, I believe, down by Indiana, uh, but is fantastic. Like, legitimately great whiskey. Yep. Check it out. Uh, more widely available bamboo rums the exo or just straight bamboo you like truly you should have that on your your shelf it is a delicious dessert sort of nightcap piece uh i think we're all fans of the liberator gin here in a big way indeed in my house we've spent real money on the liberator gin yeah yeah greg has gone out and actually purchased the liberator i uh have not greg purchased it for me and then Mike Jones resupplied me recently with some Liberator. Uh, le- ten- le- let That's me not say fair. That. I should get my Liberator back. No, I, no, I, no, I, I no, drank no. it. No, both of <laughs> you can it. fuck all the way off because I haven't gotten shit from Mike Jones in many <laughs> moons, in at least two harvest moons, in fact. He's so, moved on. He's moved yeah, on. He's and he wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Uh, didn't come to the wedding despite this, uh, open invitation to listeners of the pod everywhere. So very upset by that. And still no, news. no, the thing I wanted to say about the liberator gin is, uh, we all love it, but do you know who else loves it? My husband loves it and he bought it on his own so that he would have wow. it to drink wow. with his friends. And when I had some, he said, Hey, Hey, that's mine. That's mine. Excellent. And I thought, I love that. Oh my god! Uh, so I submit I that is so much. probably the best uh, review that uh, we're going to be able to give for the Liberator. But that that he did love it. It's lot. great on the rocks. Like I don't drink gin on the rocks. It is great on the rocks. Uh, Speaking of significant others, mine has been using the Lunazole uh, tequila to make margaritas, and they have been. Ooh. Lovely. Uh, and we've agreed that the Courage and Conviction bourbon cask, which mm-hmm. is a little pricey, is also very nice, very drinkable. Um, but something a little more affordable, and I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, was you if you've listened to us have scotch episodes and then you've looked at the price of single malt scotch and thought to yourself, these are stupid people. You're yep. right <laughs> to think that. But the Deacon, which is a blended scotch and comes in a very uh, a fetching bottle, is only 40 bucks for, uh, it's not quite a full fifth. It's 700 milliliters, uh, which I think is a little less. Um, but it gives you that sort of like PD experience at that $40 price point. So recommend that as well. Yeah. And then I got three more to round us out. So uh, one is the Comos tequila, which is very expensive. I want to shout out. This is a special occasion drink. Like, do do not get this as a regular thing. Uh, listener Mike Jones was kind enough to give it to me, uh, but it's an Añejo Reserve. Oh. Uh, and it is, it's honey. Like, it is honey. It yeah. is beautiful and wonderful. Uh, it retails at a hefty price point, though. But if you can find it, trust me, you won't be sad that you have it. 
Just heads up, uh, the cork is ceramic, and be very careful pulling it out because uh, it will break and it will fall in, and you will hate yourself. Uh-huh. Can I? Can we stay on the tequila thing for a moment though? Because there is one that I wanted to add to uh, the ocho, the tequila ocho. They have a reposado that we got that's very, also very, very good. I'm not. I do. I like tequila as much as the next guy, probably, but I don't know enough about it. But the reposado was. Very, very smooth. You could just drink it. You could sip it straight. Uh, you That's not a shooting tequila. I think it's 50, 60 bucks. So again, not cheap, especially by the standards of most people when you're getting tequila, but probably not to the price point that uh, the one you just raved about was. Yeah, that one is. I wouldn't even buy that one. Uh, the uh, At the price point, it would be a very yeah. special occasion. Uh, the last one, though, uh, on the tequila front that I want to recommend is the Siempre, which I tried for the first time tonight, and I'm, it's beautiful. And apparently, it's a couple that started this with like $9,000 in credit cards and have turned it into a, like, like a an elevated tequila brand, yeah. right? Uh, but it's a Reposado. It is uh it's 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 a sipper like it's great uh it, it is really beautiful uh it's it's got a real sweet vanilla honey um a little bit of lavender and sort of biscuit to it uh biscuit nice. yes yeah, like biscuit uh anyway it's quick Very uh, good. and if you don't like any of those miller light miller light miller light oh, yes. of- that verbose Dutch was a little bonus recommendation yeah, a little bonus for, for you. you so look it up Coors banquet all right next up Spartan wire for Mike Jones, as the recovering attorney or active, I don't know, should Michigan State get its 1.75 mils back from Central? Uh, I, so that's an interesting question. It, it's actually kind of fascinating. I wonder what their contract said because I wonder if there's a clause in there about that. But mm-hmm. uh, no cheating, please. No. Well, just like uh, more moral reprehensibility or sure. blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. But here's the problem for Central. They rely on these games. Yeah. For yeah. Money. Let's not have them back anytime. They yes. like they better clear this shit up fast because they will never be allowed back here again. Like. I, I, this is a problem. This is a real problem for Central Michigan. Yeah, that that one point seven five million dollars is not insignificant. That's not the money. problem. Yeah, that's right. Let let's let's and let's say this too about that because I, you guys I think mentioned some of this, but the fact that they haven't said anything else yet is all of the indictment we need. Mm-hmm. There is no way they if if he and because when this first came out, I thought okay, funny, haha, striking resemblance. Who is it? And then some Photoshop. It's this guy. He's so and so, and he's. Football ops. No, no, it's this guy. He's an analyst. He da da da. Yep. Nope. Central could have resolved that real fast. Yep. Real lickety split. Who's on not, their staff? Yeah. Not a finger. Not a word. And McElwain's got to get out there and be like, gar gar gar. The sign stealing guy was. Uh, nope. Nope. I thought he nope, was a shark. Nope. nope. So they're in real trouble. I he was and. A shark. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! That would have been that have been another kind of another kind of morally reprehensible problem. reason to never bring them back. Another kind of problem. All right, Steve Florian next for Kevin Grek. Can we fire JJ before the next game? Only if we can do so into the sun. Next mm. up from Jason P. Did you see uh, Alex Grinch, by the way, was fired finally. Ah, uh, USC's defensive coordinator. I did see that. Yes, yeah. I did wow. see that. 
Uh, Jason P, is this the last game for Sean, for Sam Levitt this season? No, they will burn his red shirt so that he can go in for one minute uh, early in the second quarter. Yeah. And that'll be it. He'll throw one pass uh, and then he'll come out. And then and they'll, they'll literally him hand again. him a red and shirt and yep. burn it on burn the sideline. On the sideline. Yep. Uh, uh, next up from Beth Amaro, does anyone else think that Harlan Barnett has too much of a puppy dog aura to him? I mean, he's so nice, but I kind of want my coach to have a little edge to him. I want Beth Amaro to run for president of these yeah. United States. Beth, that is the smartest question we've ever been asked. We've been like trying to articulate this uh-huh. in uh-huh. failing to do so. Yep. Yep. I'll say, now, let me just, let me answer it this way. In the post game, uh, the enjoying the revelry of having uh, the, I just won. Finally, I have one W now uh, and walking around on the football field after the game. Tom Izzo comes up and, you know, kind of has to get in his field of vision to congratulate him. And you can, to your point, puppy dog aura, he's just a genuinely nice guy that people like. He's been with the football program for so long. Tom is like, this is, I'm coming to this game because this is the game he's going to probably win. And I want to be there to, to congratulate him. And what does Harlan do? He picks Tom up. I just, you know, I didn't like that. I save Tom's back. And I don't want, I don't want anyone to be picking up my little basketball coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. Leave him on the ground. We don't need him to get hurt. We don't need him to have a a tumble. So I just, it was a little, a little belittling. And I know that Harlan meant nothing by it, but it was just another example of this nice guy, too excited, too excitable, over eager, dipshit get the fuck out of here you're the wrong guy always always even in winning you are the wrong guy uh to that end beth asks uh also what are the odds he hands out participation trophies to each of the players at the end of the season program win yeah program win trucker hats for everyone that's nice. Uh, no, he'll give them little coupons so they can come to meetings late and redeem those. And not be in trouble. <laughs> Next up from Mike Grom, uh, are we going bowling? <laughs> no. You're going bowling down at the lanes uh, yeah. in January because there's no football for us to watch. Yeah, um, Grom. Why don't you Grom the fuck out of here with that question? <laughs> Next up, Jay no, like, underscore. Thank, thank you for thank you for asking. Jer Bear is. I'm guessing this is Jer Bear. Just no, as JD. Oh no, it's a different. JD. Oh, okay. Just JD uh, is 58. Spencer Brown, the new Horst. Mm. Yeah. How many of these did we have? How how many penalties do we have? It's not. It, it's it's Horst isn't being bad. It's uh. It's sort of lemoning the situation, if you will. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, so Spencer Brown has graded out. I know we take pro football focus with a grain of salt. Right. Mm. But Ethan Boyd has graded substantially better mm. like in five straight games. Huh. And Spencer Brown keeps getting starts. Mm. Yeah. Make mm. it make sense. Anyway, JD, uh, get with uh, get with our boy Tyrone Couch, crouch, plum, flum, grom, and uh, compare notes on uh, on Horst. He's got opinions. Yeah. You two put your heads together and let us know where you come up with. 
Next up, Cedar Village Bagel from Mike Jones. I took your advice last week and gritted it out. We won. It was brilliant to see, and the whiskey certainly helped. Uh, I think I feel like this is for you guys who were lit uh, mm-hmm. during the game. Well, we weren't sober. I just remember. I mean, I, I, I wasn't drunk though. Like I never actually felt drunk. Um, but when I fell asleep on your couch after the game and then woke up like, oh God, it's getting dark and I was supposed to be home now. So I have to go home now. I have to go home now. Yeah. Plum and I took a classic post-game nap. (laughs) Getting ready to rally. Chin on the chest. Just with football on, football on the screen. screen. We're not watching it. Great nap. Uh, next up from Cedar Village Bagel, as we finish out the remaining games, I wanted to ask you for a holiday cocktail recipe. Points awarded for a Thanksgiving-themed drink. Bonus for creativity. Uh, I'll start with bourbon. Mm-hmm. No points for creativity yet. Yep. Uh, Keep going. <laughs> end, of, uh, end of holiday Thanksgiving uh, drink. But I, I would say if you can find uh, a Puerto Rican in your life, Coquito, is uh is sort of what important a way to introduce dog? that by the my way my god my no. lord and my god well, don't appropriate it uh coquito have you have neither of you had a coquito you you've told me to do the coquito thing i went to go buy the ingredients and i was like i'd be like 40 bucks in on these ingredients i'm out back to tequila shots anyway coquito is my answer i'm gonna recommend a white russian that to which you will add uh, the turkey giblet sauce. Mm. Okay. Nice, savory, salty, <laughs> white Russian. Just foul, but in the season. Literally, literally foul. Uh, do you know, <laughs> you know when uh, when you get bone marrow at a restaurant? I know you guys uh-huh. are about to get your brains blown. Uh, you can do a shot down the, down the bone and do like uh. a marrow luge. Oh, a marrow is there, luge. Is there something like that for the turkey? turkey that we could put together carcass. yeah, yeah. Carcass luge yeah if you just get white the russian giblet and you just sort of squeeze it right into there <laughs> uh, uh, that's good uh, next up cedar village bagel thomas <laughs> zambiasi uh kevin greg which of the remaining games will teach us the most about the future of the football program if at all well from the last several uh ohio state games i can tell you We'll know not. one thing and one thing only that we're mm-hmm. not up to the standard of Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Indiana will tell us if we're better than a coach that should be fired but can't because of his contract. Uh-huh. And Penn State will tell us that we should have had this game at Spartan Stadium. And I'm still yeah. sore about it. Yeah. So the answer appears to be no, Thomas. Yeah. No, there is no redemption and we will learn nothing. Isn't it frustrating too that like James Franklin's a coach you can out coach and that will not happen not gonna happen this season dummies yeah. uh, uh last up from Thomas Ambiasi in the interest of being the best coaching job open this year do we need U of M investigation to go well into the off season plum I think we're far enough along that uh mm-hmm. any speculoo about what might be happening at uh in Ann Arbor is I think it's 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 irrelevant. I don't think we also think, don't want someone who wants that job. Right. More to the point. More to the point. Yep. Like truly, yep. I don't I don't think we would hire somebody who would want that job. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that's a hard question to parse. Um, like Luke Fickle wouldn't have taken that job, and we wanted him, right? 
Mark Antonio would never guy. have taken that job. Mark Antonio would never have taken that job. That's that's maybe that's right. John L. Smith also never would have taken that job. Never would have been offered that job. <laughs> Irrelevant. Never would have taken the job. <laughs> Next he knows from- he would not be able to swim that mediocrity there. No, no, not with those cowboy boots. Ali, it's my 36th birthday on Thursday. My ankles and knees hurt after every soccer game. Does it make sense? I still spend hours of my Saturday mornings watching 18 to 21 year olds play a game. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Maybe not yeah. this year, but generally, yes. The, yeah, the, why, why would you stop? I mean, you're, I, I think what you're talking about is you're watching EPL games. You're waking up for the premiership on Saturdays on NBC, right? That's what no, he's he, talking he, about. He, he explained to you that he plays soccer. Yeah, but he's talking about Saturday mornings watching them play a game. He's not going to a soccer oh, field to watch. He's watching the game makes his knees and ankles hurt. But I do think he plays as well. I mean, I do think that. Do so, you yeah, guys also have these mid-30s maladies where it's oh, just yeah. like, oh, my old rickety bones aren't up for this anymore. I, I, my hangovers are worse than they ever used yes. to be. Oh, but like... God. Other than the occasional like weird crick in the neck when I wake up, I don't have this stuff. Do you guys have this stuff? Yeah, sometimes. Oh, see, no. Asked uh, and answered. The previous president taught me that the body is a battery and you're supposed to (laughs) maintain all of your energy so you don't lose it. Last up from Ali, why do I feel good about a potential four and eight season? You skipped one. Oh, you're right. Is Scotty Hazelton actually decent at his job? Or does his scheme only work against quarterbacks with dildos for arms? <laughs> it's, possible. it's possible. It's well, it's, it's possible that it doesn't work against quarterbacks with good arms. See Michael Penix, or 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 quarterbacks with arms. See anyone else. So no, not actually decent at his job. And no, do not feel good about a potential four and eight season under any circumstances. Yuck. Um, Next up from Spartan 18770, will the black unis be worn on the Black Friday game? Crossover event with Walmart. Yeah, with Walmart. I don't know. No, I don't think we're going to see those again. I think they trotted those out at the worst fucking least opportune moment available and immediately regretted it. Uh, next up, does Barnett get an opportunity for an interview for the job? His performance no. is the interview, and the answer is no. I mean, and let's finally, be clear. If Harlan actually tried, I mean, it, if he actually interviewed for the job, could you imagine? Can you imagine like, if he showed up with, like, documents that he had put together? Of, like, I a mean, brand, a brand folder? Plan. I mean, oh, my God. The lack of awareness. He has, like, a handsome briefcase that he shows up with. He puts it on the... On the table, he opens it. Oh, God. Uh, and I'm going to put this in here because it's because we all should talk about this. Uh, finally, from Spartan 1870, I just bought a $700,000 house with a 10% interest rate. My agent said <laughs> that I can refinance at a lower rate next year. This will work, right? 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 <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say Spartan 18770, uh, I bought uh, a year ago last May. Uh, interest rates had risen uh, a fair amount, not where you're at. Uh, and my agent, my mortgage agent, to be clear, said the same thing. Yeah. Ours so. too. We bought in July last year and we all were like, no, no, no. A year, a year two years at max and you'll be... 
it's almost as if these people uh, profit from getting they, you to sign that document that yeah. day. Cheaters. They're cheating. They cheated. Spartan 18770, I truly hope that this person is correct and you do get to, uh, you know. 10% though. How did that happen? That's that can't my be question right. all this. Are that we allowed to right. ask that? Because yeah. that sounds extraordinarily high. That can't be right. If that's right, that's a problem. You got to find some sort of emergency exit clause or light the fucker on fire. Uh, don't do uh, that. Not, not the clause, but the person. The that's MSU, right. That's right. FCU interest rate for your, a mortgage right now is 7.3. And then obviously it goes a little higher than that. Yeah. But to 10. 10 well, I don't home know. improvement loans are at 10, apparently. Ooh. Oof. Ah. Oof. Ouchie. All right. Next up, the MSU dude. Uh, I'm going to answer this one. How much are we beating Ohio State by? I love this enthusiasm. We want to celebrate this enthusiasm. Ah, uh, okay. Then I'm not going to be the one that answers it. Mike Jones. We're not. Okay. Boo. Yeah, I was going to say negative 48. LOL was going to be my but answer. Can we keep it closer than the Michigan game? And then just that's that's proof no. that they were stealing signs. Yep. Ah, ah, very good. Next from Ev Marie, uh, are we reaching dude guy category for some of the defensive players? Oh, I, well, I think the answer is yes. I think this. the answer is yes as well. Uh, as long as they're not named Cal Halliday. Oh. Who's on your dude guy list, Jonesy? Who would you say? Uh, Tatum, Rucker, and Jordan Hall. Hall? Yeah. Hall. It's got to be Hall. Yeah. Next and, up, and actually, no, no, sorry, Mangum too. Mangum, uh, both the like safeties, uh, both the safeties are great. So, I actually, I'm kind of, I'm kind of sold on the secondary. Um, no, Simeon Barrow, no, no, Sim Sim, Sim Simmery, Sim Simmery, Sim Sim. I'm sorry, he can he can reapply next year when he hasn't entered the transfer portal. There it goes. When he uh, maybe is captain. Very good. Next from Ebury. What should happen to U of M's program versus what do you think will actually happen to their program? You all already answered the what should First happen. Part. Yeah. Def, I, I'm just going to chime in. Uh, I think their their wins should be vacated. Yeah. Uh, I think they, they will should, be eventually. They should not be allowed to go to the bowl game. Fuck this notion that you shouldn't punish the players because you know what? They were part of it. Yep. Yeah. Like they are products of it. So I. I I'm sorry. Like no, it's 100%. They yeah. They, they don't get to count the wins. Yeah. I, but I, I but no no 100%. But I think to the to the question that it, the vacancy vacating of all of the wins in a year's time will be the only thing that happens and uh, probably two or three game suspension for Jim Harbaugh next year. That yep. that in my mind is the only thing that will actually happen to this. I am so skeptical that the Big Ten will take action this season against U of M. But I, you they will. I will I'll say when I see it, it is worth noting that if they vacate those seasons of wins, seasons of wins, uh, that uh, that does some damage to their record books that they cling so dearly oh, to. Oh, we're going to get our thousandth win again in 2028. Second <laughs> thousandth win. I don't know. Fuck them. Like, They're I the truly worst. hate that program. Yep. It, like, ugh. Next up from Nate C, one win by the skin of our teeth, and we've got idiots saying we'll win out. How dense is our fan base? We're optimists, Nate, because if you signed up for any John L. season, you had to believe there was a right. chance. Right, 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 right. Also, I don't know who these 
people are that are huffing and saying that we're going to win out. And I don't think. Well, we just got a question about beating Ohio State. So, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I mean, there, there are people on Twitter who were espousing like, oh, you guys, I just saw Urban at per, per, the Great Lakes Crossing or wherever. Like, who are you people and what were you talking about, you mindless idiots? So it's this same kind of thing. Just shut the fuck up. We don't care. And it, none of it was real. And bad job you. But I like that you like the team that I like sometimes. Jonesy was just giving us we, – we all have a Zoom. Jonesy was giving us uh, like a – breaking news type of uh, look no okay i don't watch the camera when i'm talking <laughs> ah i only eyes for myself okay, just for right. me just looking at uh, me next up okay apparently no breaking news uh oh, next summer. up from nate c okay real question if harlan barnett came out and said if hired as head coach my first act would be to pack jay johnson to ross ells into a rocket and fire into <laughs> a son would you consider him no because any coach will do that Yes, they'll all do that. And also, oh, now you're going to do it? Ah, ah. Yeah. Yep. No. Uh, Next up from Tyrone Plum, MSU is on course (laughs) to tie the three and nine record of the second worst season in MSU history behind two and nine in 1982 and offensively looking to be the worst statistically since then as well. Boomstick is statistically the worst coach ever, but tied with Morris Watt at one win. Now you know. Who is Boomstick? Uh, that's what people called Harlan Barnett in uh, when he was a player because he hit really oh. hard. And oh, I don't uh. know what has happened to that person, but it's not the coach. No, no gone. All gone. Maybe he's got, um, uh, what is it, CTE or whatever the... Uh, yes. It's right? something that we haven't discussed on the pod, but I think it's something that we've all need to begin to wonder about. Yeah. Well, next up from Tyrone, rant of the week, motorcycle riders that pass cars in an intersection. Well, we're doing two questions now. Ah, very good. Very good. I just wanted you to say horse flatables. So anyway, then we'll do that one. Uh, What's worse than a six foot skeleton made in Jonesy's house? The uh, 18 foot Santa that's going in my profanity yard in a few weeks. (laughs) I'm the whitest of all trash in my pristine HOA, but kids win this battle. I hate inflatables. All six of them should be called horseflatables. Horseflatables. Tyrone, I pulled my horseflatables out today (laughs) and they ruined my lawn. Oh, and that really is the worst thing that could have happened to you. Yeah, truly unforgivable. And having to hear your, I can only what was mentioned, the screams of your child as you had to take them all oh. down my man you have no idea the meltdown the meltdown that happened i don't want thanksgiving i don't want christmas i believe I, it like, i believe it this it this was, this child lives for halloween and halloween alone i had to hold him and have a whole talk and we had to go through all the holidays and how halloween will come back and it was just <laughs> Did you explain to him that because uh, of the uh, because of what happened at the yard, there will never be inflatables again? Though, did you did you have that conversation, or is that we didn't broach that conversation? Uh, but it so is good. coming. It is coming one day. Uh, next up from the Kiski, if U of M gets out of this without significant penalty, vacated wins, and or postseason ban, 
will you get into USFL or MLS more likely? It's got to be MLS. No. Got to be MLS. It's definitely USFL. I'm going to take Canadian football. Personally. All right. Three different answers. Oh, speaking of which, oh. Keith Diaz, explain to people why poutine is gross. Can't because it's not. Yeah, exactly. Wrong. Wrong. Brown Wrong. gravy? Curds? Come on. Now, the it, game. it can Curds. be if you go to one of these American places that are like, it's poutine, but it's got barbecue on it or something. Oh. Then pass. But proper, real mm-hmm. Quebec poutine. It's delicious. No notes. Delish. Next up, Jason Fry. Did you guys like my Halloween costume? It's Connor Stallions. I yeah, choose it, to believe that this is CMU Connor Stallions. Yes, no, it was. It, it was, was yeah. uh, excellent. It was fantastic. He had excellent. some signs. It was good. There was a guy walking around the game that had Michigan State or Michigan gear on with a sandwich board that said, you know, something, I'm something. Connor Stallions, something. Well, yeah. yeah, something like recording in progress, something, something. Uh, People liked it. Next up from Sportsball Joey, uh, it's been a few weeks since lawn care has been discussed. <laughs> well, we've already we've already ruined that. Cross uh, that Rubicon. Is Jonesy mulching leaves? I did today. I did a twice mow. He did a twice mow. Yeah. Got to get them up nice and fine. Fine. Yeah, I'll be I'll be mulching. I'll be mulching tomorrow. My second mulch of the season. So. And from John Hubbard, the last two home games featured. Uh, Spiel, Spielzeit mit dem Führer. Yes. And an opposing QB named too comfortable to you. Heinrich. Yeah. As, I just those, got back from Austria. So. I was going to say, as those that have listened <laughs> to the search know, uh, this, is, this is what I deal with. Uh, am I the only one seeing a trend here? Maybe it's a good, maybe it's good the last, quote, home game is at Ford Field. Uh... <laughs> Spielzeit mit dem Führer. Mit dem Führer. Oh my God, that means playtime with. Yeah, what what is this though? I I actually don't know what Spielzeit mit dem Führer is. I don't know if that's a song. I hope it's not a song because if it's a song, we're in real trouble. We should. Uh, yeah, get John more send headlines. John send us the notes uh, or don't, especially if it's any passages from Mein Kampf. We explain the have, joke, please. Can't have more of that in our Twitter feed. Last up. For Twitter questions this week, a couple questions from Mamopoly. First up, Indiana and MSU now have the same record this season. IU coach Allen uses other people's words for what he wants to say. Recently, he looked at Pittsburgh coach Tomlin's line. You need to continue to be a guy on the rise. Who should Barnett look to for inspirational statements? Mark D'Antonio. Heave. Heave. That's good. Heave yourself out of East Lansing, please. Uh, and f- next from Mamopoly, f- speaking of IU uh, and with Bobby Knight's passing and what his legacy will or should be, is it A, quote, the truth of it is Knight never grew as a coach. B, he's a legend that we're all going to miss because he was good for the game. And C, the easy way out is to call him complicated. I was never, never there for winning Bobby, Bobby Knight. I was ah, there for the yeah. end of his career, Bobby Knight, and right. Texas Tech Bobby Knight, and then quit on the team and put his son in Bobby Knight. So I understand that Bobby Knight used to win back in the day, but it's easy for me. I think it's A, the truth is that Bobby Knight never grew as a coach. 
That would be my choice. Well, I don't know that we can say he never grew as a coach. I think we can say he never grew as a person. Oh, um, better. He, he, uh, I mean, because I think his record speaks for itself, and I think there was clearly some peak there. But, um, but this is a man who is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is dead behind the eyes. This is a person who did not, I mean, you can say things about, I mean, I, or he was just this side of sociopathy. Because, uh, you know, in his reading his obituary, folks said nice things about him and he, and he would do charitable things. Uh, but, but you know, the sociopaths were, are compelling people too. I mean, there's a reason why their sociopathy works. Uh, Bob Knight was not a good person. I mean, objectively not a good guy. So it's complicated, but not a friendly person, not a nice person. He had a lot of demons. So I, I think the point is- He to keep Dan Dackage yeah. around for as long as he yes. did. Yes, and that probably is all that really needs to be said. Well, that's a fun note to end things on. Uh, so, basketball. go double so mulch your lawns. We've got <laughs> basketball this week twice. Twice. We get we get to see our Spartans play three times this week, and that is a thing to more like more like two and a half times this week, really. <laughs> Big Ten Network eight thirty tomorrow night. Tune in, you losers. Love mm-hmm. you. All right, gentlemen, uh, we are transitioning fully into hoop season and coaching search season. So with that, I say resoundingly, go green. And if you don't want to coach there, coach here, go fuck yourself. Go white! Go white!